Hey there, literary fans, and welcome to episode 69 of Jeff Reads His Book. I am your host, Jeff, and today we are reading chapter 22 of Homecoming, a book I wrote in a month. So if you want to contact me, head on over to jeffreadshisbook.com, and right there, there's three ways to contact me. You can do email, Twitter, or uh, Mastodon if you're a huge nerd. It's going to be fun. And if you want to get in touch with me, and you should, because boy, that would be exciting, right? Talking to a podcaster. Ooh, I mean, they're so rare. They're like, there's very few podcasters in the world. And I feel like I'm very accessible, so you guys should really write to me. I hope everybody knows that I'm not like just insanely out of touch, but that's sarcasm. Yes. But while you're at that podcast page at jeffreadshisbook.com, why not consider buying one of the terrible books I wrote? Oh, they're both so bad, and they're for sale right there from Amazon. Very exciting. So, today's been a fun, uh, we had a fun, like, long weekend this weekend. Uh, July 4th was on a Saturday, so uh, the lovely Laura and I took the day off on Friday instead. And uh, we ended up going to, we went to a local winery Tiny Operation. I've spoken about this place before. If you're in the uh, Cleveland area, stop by Klingshirn Winery. Good stuff. But we headed over there and had some like social distanced uh, bottle of wine. Sat outside at a picnic bench, drank that. Good times. I think we were the only customers there while we were there. It was fun, though. We enjoyed that immensely. So much so that we went back Saturday and did the same thing. Only this time we brought a card game with us, a Flux. Yeah, good time. So we sat outside, played a card game, drank a bottle of uh, Vidal Blanc, a little sweet for Laura's taste. But yeah, it was a fun time. You know, we're just trying to stay, uh, what do I want to say, away from everybody. <laughs> yeah, stay away from me, you sick bastards. That's all I like to say. But um, yeah, it was good times. So yeah, we wore our masks in, bought a bottle of wine, came outside. It was good. Good times. Not much else has been happening, though. It's hot as balls, and our house's ancient little air conditioner is just struggling through this uh, heat wave. And it has to for the next, like, I don't know, six days to go on this? Jesus Christ, it's hot. It is hot. It's over 90, so I might as well turn on the air conditioner. It is a mild waste of electricity. But on the other hand, uh, what, my electrical plan is 100% renewables, because I love the Earth, apparently, huh? I'm so special. Yeah. That's all that's happening, though. We're just trying to stay cool. Hope you guys are, too. So, anyway, like I said, today we are going to hit up Chapter 22. Uh, if you listened to last week's episode, I did mention this one was going to be a little longer, so we're coming in, it looks like, at 159 lines. So, slightly longer. I did make a note that there's finally going to be some magic. Um, I think this episode or this chapter is going to have some excitement in it. I wasn't sure when this uh, excitement that I'm thinking is in this chapter was actually going to happen. But here we are, and I think it happens during this chapter. Um, yeah, I don't know what else to talk about. This seems like a real short intro. How are you people doing out there, huh? Right in. I'll answer the phone right now if you call in. Ah, whatever. Okay. Um, I don't really have too much to say, and I'm kind of excited about reading this, so why don't we just go ahead and dive in to chapter 22. 
So on today's episode, uh, I'm actually out of hard liquor. Uh, I, uh, I wanted to go maybe Thursday, but then I just kind of said forget it. I don't know. I was just not feeling it. So uh, today we're going to be doing something a little bit different during the chapter. I will be drinking a delicious can of Genesee Spring Bock beer. It's the greatest beer in the world. So let's get that started, huh? Okay. And have a sip. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I already had one of these with lunch today. Probably going for like four today. That's not good, is it? Especially, I got a physical, I think, Thursday. I'm going to the doctor for a physical. And yeah, can you tell if your liver's enlarged through like the skin? Is he going to be able to like feel it and go, how much you've been drinking? It says here socially. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> let's go ahead and start reading. You know, actually, I do want to say with this beer, well, we buy this beer at uh, the Discount Drug Mart here in town. And uh, this is the first year they've actually had it at our drug mart. But I'm pretty sure I'm the only person buying it. Because, let's see, uh, this weekend there was one case, right? And I bought it because I was out. And then the weekend before that there were two and I only bought one. <laughs> so I'm pretty, and then this next week I'll go and there'll be two there. So I think I'm the only one buying it. So they're literally stocking it just for me. It's delicious though. And spring's over, so I'm sure the supply line's going to dry up soon, but that's a goddamn shame. Because mm. it's the greatest beer ever. All right, all right. Why don't we get reading, huh? All right. Boop, 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 boop. The carriage turned off the road to Darkford an hour later. The carriage bumped... Ugh, why do they start with the same word? The carriage bumped along a gravel road that was completely unmarked. How'd they find it then? Eh. The landscape was barren and brown, with only stones and sand visible for as far as Margot could see. I feel like I was trying to get clever with the setting, and it just doesn't hit. <laughs> Though her family had regularly had dealings in the Badlands, mostly mining, she had never visited herself. Visited visited herself. She could see now that she hadn't missed much. Ha! <laughs> Cause it sucks. Okay. Mountains were visible in the distance, but Margot could see they were growing closer with every bump of the carriage wheels. She assumed that, although they weren't being visibly tracked now, there would be trouble ahead. Ooh, spooky! The carriage turned off the... What the fuck? Okay. Okay, cause it turned onto the gravel road. <laughs> <laughs> the carriage turned off the gravel road finally, and Margot could eventually see why, as stone walls rose on either side of the carriage. Uh, okay. So what does that mean? Like, I don't know what that means. Whatever, if you guys are picturing this, good on you. I don't exactly know what's going on here. Blah, 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 blah. Um... Margot turned to the other two and said, I guess we walk from here. Jumping out of the carriage, Mergo <laughs> saw that Benbo had found some sort of crevice, not a crevasse, but a crevice or cut. Wow. Thank you. Uh, why couldn't they just say crevice? I'm already exhausted by this book. Who else is tired today? I'm freaking beat. And it's not just because this is my second beer and it's one. Actually, it's two. That's not bad. Mm. 
Hmm. I'm just tired lately. Ugh. I think it's a combination of the heat and uh, the stress. Still mid-kitchen renovation, so that's always fun, huh? Ugh. The garage. Margo could adventure. Jumping out of the carriage, Murgo saw that Benbo had found some sort of crevice or cut between two large rocky outcroppings, and the carriage squeezed perfectly into the space. Benbo was climbing down from the carriage as Henry and Leonid emerged. So, do you think that he backed it in? I'd back it in so he could make like a quick escape, right? Yeah. I think that's all that makes sense. Um, oh, this is perfect, Henry said, looking around. Benbo, are the horses going to be all right here? Margo asked. I'll check, but I think so, my lady. We have plenty of feed. I assume we're walking the rest of the way, Henry stated. Jesus Christ, she just said that. <laughs> Before we leave, Leonid said, and walked to the back of the carriage, Opening a trunk. I am really not reading this well. Before we leave, that should be like a dot, dot, dot. Before we leave, and then he kind of walks away. He pulled out a large bag with a shoulder strap that he slung over his shoulder. (gasps) With the shoulder strap? Who would have thought? I have a few tricks to bring with us. All right, Benbo, you need to stay with the carriage and horses. Why are we still talking about the fucking carriage? (laughs) Margo explained. I'll leave a little something in place so you're a little harder to see. Don't stay past nightfall, though, regardless of whether we're back or not. Of course, my lady, he said, looking concerned. Margot guessed that he wouldn't leave without them. The three started north. Who knew which way they were going? Along the road towards the mountains. The rocky landscape provided plenty of cover, but Margot feared they also wouldn't be able to see anyone coming until it was too late. Shouldn't we be careful while we're on this road? She asked both men with her. Henry shrugged. Why? Haven't you noticed that we haven't seen a soul along this road yet? Maybe we didn't take the right turn. No, you took a left turn. Boom! (laughs) No, this road is definitely the right one. No, it's on the left. God damn. It's so funny, Leonid said. But perhaps they're just done here. Margot's shoulders slumped. Seriously, don't you think this is an active site? Seriously, you don't think this is an active site? They must have found something and left, Henry suggested. The road started to descend slightly, with the rock walls rising on both sides of the trio. Leonid, admiring the smooth cut of the road through the rock, said, This road wasn't made lately. The stone on the sides look ancient. I think you're right, Margot said, looking at the smooth, worn rock nearest her. And I don't think it's a go- it's good to be going What? All right. And I don't think it's good to be down in this gully, Henry said, looking up at the walls around him. Does everybody know what a gully is? I'm afraid that might be like a regional term. I think we all do, right? it's It's a gully. What do you want? After walking for a few more minutes in cautious silence, Margot could see that the road seemed to open ahead of them. The others noticed, too. Ooh, the road opens! And the trio hurried ahead to the end of the road. 
When they reached the road's end, oh god. <laughs> it does doesn't this book just feel like it's just a book of padding? <laughs> it's just word padding. Oh my god. Okay. When they reached the road's end, they found that it opened into a valley that had been partially excavated. In front of them, Margot could see the remnants of columns and walls from some civilization long gone by. The remnants, oh damn it, the excavators had discovered some sort of ancient castle or temple complex at the base of the mountains. <gasps> Ooh. <laughs> That'd be funny if this book were just like a, a terrible retelling of The Mummy, you know, the Brendan Fraser movie. That I think is based on something, but I don't care. Isn't The Mummy, or there's like a big spider at the end, is that The Rock? I don't know. I haven't seen that one in a long time. That's one that maybe you'd consider leaving on, but if you're, you know, flipping channels. If you own a copy of The Mummy, though, ugh, right into the show so I can make fun of you on the air. All right. On the air. On the podcast. Ugh. Um, boop, 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 boop. Where were we? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. The excavators had discovered some sort of... Okay. Evidence of excavation lay everywhere. Carts and tools had been left behind inside what must have been... Okay, god damn it. I'm having a lot of trouble today. I'm gonna have a drink of beer. Shit. Mm. Okay. Alright. Evidence of excavation lay everywhere. Carts and tools had been left behind inside what must have, that's all one word, been the temple. Shacks stood in the distance made from wood, hauled in from far away, she presumed. While nothing appeared to be in active use, it also didn't show signs of abandonment. <gasps> the excavation had been recent. <gasps> oh my god. Margot took a step out from the cover of the road's rocky walls, but Henry grabbed her and pulled he back. Wait, he said, and pointed at a single plume of smoke, barely visible in the sky, to the right, to their right nearby. Henry then leaned around the edge of the worn, sandy stone, risking a few seconds of exposure. Okay, there's a building. Wait, I totally didn't read that right. Okay, there's a small wood building there with a fire going and lights, he explained. They've also been digging into the stone off to the far right of the valley, it appears. Margot leaned around the corner to confirm what Henry said, and Leonid did the same when she finished. What's the plan? Margot asked. Henry stood, rubbing his hands together. All right, I'm just going to knock on the door. Should we? Margot started. No, Henry interrupted. No, just stay here. Leonid, make sure you have some surprise. You have a surprise ready. Wow, I am doing such bad reading. God damn it. Opening his hand to reveal six tiny glass vials, he said, I'm one step ahead of you. Actually, you should take one. He held his hand. He held out his open hand to Henry, who took one vial. Don't be nearby if it breaks open, he warned. I wonder what's in the vial. Ooh, there's a big empty space here. I think we have a drinking break, people. Mm, 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 mm. Oh, my stomach is a little pissed at me because for uh, lunch, we had leftover pizza. We got this veggie pizza from the restaurant bias that we like, right? Not a pizza place. It's just a restaurant. 
And uh, we had it for dinner Friday night, Friday night, because for to celebrate the birth of our nation, you know, uh, we had a barbecue on Saturday, which is usually when we do takeout, but whatever. So Friday night, we got this pizza and it was a veggie pizza, but God damn, I swear there's two pounds of mozzarella on this thing. It is so much freaking cheese. So we can only get through like one piece at a time. And oh, my stomach is just full of cheese right now. And I think it's pissed, but uh, I'm going to make it through this. Oh, I could also use a nap, but uh, all right. I think we've been over that, right? That I'm tired. Okay. It might be because of the pizza. (laughs) Henry strode out into the excavation area and turned towards the shack. With an unobstructed view, he could now see that the hole in the rock face he had seen earlier had a strange property about it, almost as if it were too black, given the ambient light, and he almost sensed it shimmering. Okay, let's read that again, because that might be like a clue. Ooh. With an unobstructed view, he could now see that the hole in the rock face he had seen earlier had a strange property about it, almost as if it were too black given the ambient light. And he almost sensed it shimmering. Who thought it was just going to be like a brown wall? Like, yeah, it seemed to be like in a deserty area. I pictured it as all tan, but apparently this one's black. Badlands, though, maybe it would be black. Maybe, like, uh, some, like, steam and shit coming out of the ground, too, for some reason. That seems to be popular in movies. When they make the movie version of this, I'll be interested to see what they do. Walking up to the shack with the smokestack, he could see now that it was actually well-maintained. There was little to see outside, so he stepped onto the wooden stoop and knocked. There was no answer, so he repeated once more before trying the door. It was open, and he stepped inside. Oh, oh, okay, I lost my place here. You know what? Reading on a computer sucks ass. Okay. Um, He had expected to find the office of a mining operation with underground maps and whatever other paperwork miners have. Instead, the single desk had schedules on it. Henry started flipping through paperwork. The schedules appeared to refer to deliveries. Some outlined simple provisions, foodstuffs, and such. Many, though, were armaments, horses, etc. The schedules implied someone was planning to arm a large number of people, as if building an army. (gasps) Wow! Looking back at the topmost sheet, the paper called for explosives, miscellaneous, to be delivered. When he looked at the time, his eyes went wide. He ran for the door and back outside. Darting back for the cover of the road, he heard two shouts. I think that should be T-W-O. He heard two shouts behind him. Hey, who are you? Get back here, a man yelled, another yelling something similar. Nearly at the entrance to the road, he threw the stone. Some unseen force smashed into his calves, and his legs flew out from under him. He tumbled onto his back, quickly rolling and getting his feet under him once again. He, oh wow, quickly rolling and getting his feet under him once again. He rose and fired back at the two men in black, hurrying towards him. As they brought their hands up, he threw up a shield of energy around him and continued moving towards the road. Fireballs blasted into the energy shield as Henry ran once again. 
Margo, hide, he called. As he expected, she instead stepped from the cover of the rocks and into the open space, sending what magic she could muster for an outright attack towards the men. While distracted, she ran towards Henry, whose ankles were throbbing as he kept trying to make for cover. You'll be surrounded in moments, one of the men warned, sending another fireball towards Henry and Margot. Henry blocked it with another blast of white light from one hand while Margot grabbed an arm. Ooh, this is exciting, isn't it? Bloop, 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 bloop. It seemed like they might be caught for a moment until Leonid threw a shiny round sphere into the air. Still far over everyone's head, it burst with a dull thud, nearly instantly filling the entire valley with a thick gray smoke. I think thick, maybe? <laughs> Margot and Henry continued hurrying the, as best as Henry could manage back towards the cover of the rocks. <laughs> oh, God. Well, at least it wasn't shuffling, right? Everybody shuffling. What'd you find, Margot said breathlessly as they moved. <laughs> schedules, delivery schedules, he managed through heavy breathing and wincing, because that's, like, super exciting. <laughs> I gotta take a drink, it's so dumb. <laughs> he found schedules. <laughs> um, he was pretty sure that the legs were just bruised and battered, not actually injured in any major way. Still, they hurt pretty bad at the moment. What was being delivered, she asked. Weapons and food, like they're getting ready for war or something, Henry said. But one is expected soon. How soon, Margot asked. Like now, he responded. Damn it, Margot cursed uncharacteristically. Ooh, okay. Well, I don't think they'll be coming now, Henry heard Leonid yell as he came into view through the billowing smoke. Leonid was wearing some sort of ridiculous goggle contraption over his eyes. They're not going to risk bringing cargo in with an apparent firefight. What are you wearing? Margot asked, laughing. Henry always admired how calm she could remain in a fight. I can see through the smoke, in a manner of speaking, he explained. You see, the smoke caused by a reaction of you can see through the smoke. Got it, Henry interrupted. <laughs> when Leonid frowned, he said, he continued, I actually would like to know how this works, but not right now. Can you see the road? Yes, and it's filled with people now. I'm guessing they're armed, Leonid explained. How far up the road can he see? What the fuck? This is bullshit. Um, Henry could feel a breeze on his face, and he knew the two mages who had attacked him were creating some sort of wind to clear the valley of the blinding gray fog. Where do we go? Henry asked. Back to the shed, Margot suggested. At least it's not in the open. Can you see where it is, Leonid? This way, he said, and the other two followed. Drinking break! Ah. Mm. <sighs> While the breeze was beginning to dissipate the smoke, sorry, had a little uh, side effect from the beer if you catch my drift. While the breeze be was beginning to dissipate the smoke, there was no sign of the temple area being free of it. What? Okay. Leonid had outdone himself, Margot thought, though they were now trapped. As they walked, Wooden wall appeared mere paces from her suddenly. <laughs> Not the or a, just wooden wall. 
and the trio walked until they found the stoop and the entrance. Stepping inside the clear shed, Leonid quietly shut the door and pushed his goggles up onto his forehead. Henry immediately sat down in a chair and began massaging his calves and ankles, cringing in pain. So we're trapped, Marbo? Marbo? (laughs) So we're trapped, Margo asked nobody in particular. It would seem so, Leonid answered. And that ends chapter 22. Well, what did you guys think of that chapter? I mean, there was a little bit of mild excitement, I guess. Henry got his legs knocked out via magic from behind him. And uh, I'm going to have to say that Leonid, he came up big on this one, right? He had that he had that cool smoke bomb. That was pretty rad. And then he gave everybody vials of something that he didn't explain. So not exactly useful, am I right? And he had some bitchin' goggles. Yeah! I mean... I think he's the real hero of this episode. I thought something else might happen, but it did not. So we will see what happens next week. I really have no idea. I'm really, I'm off on this book. I don't know what's happening on what chapter or when or how the plot really flows. It's going to get interesting for a little bit here, but don't get your hopes up. (laughs) It's not going to be good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, all right, so why don't we do some discussion questions? Here we go. All right, so discussion question one. All right, so Leonid did point out the road was full of people because apparently his goggles can also see through rocks. Um, Do you think that Benbo was captured? And his horses, don't forget. (gasps) Not the horses. But uh, do you think he was captured? I'm going to say yes, but I don't actually remember writing that, so no. <laughs> I don't know. Hmm. I think it could go either way. We're just going to have to wait and see. Am I right? Uh, yeah, right into the show and let us know. I hope he's dead, actually, because I hate that name. Ugh. All right, all right. Second question, huh? Um, boop, boop, boop. Oh, okay. So I did mention Leonid had those bitchin' goggles on so he could see through the smoke. Question two, uh... I'm assuming these goggles were like steampunk, you know what I mean? Like brass lenses fit to, well, the lenses and brass, like lens holders and like a lot of brown leather and big and bulky and, you know, rad as hell. What are your thoughts on like steampunk stuff? I think it's neat when people like, uh, what do they, you know, cosplay steampunk? That's fun. Cosplay, sorry. And, uh, they, they, that, that can be interesting, I guess. Uh, what was that? Uh, I remember years ago, I was in a game programming competition, and they would give you uh, they would give you five themes, but you wouldn't know which one was the actual game theme until the competition started. So at like midnight, you had a week to write a game from scratch, and all of a sudden at midnight they would reveal the theme. And I remember the theme was it runs on steam. So, you know, everybody was going to do some like steampunk shit, you would assume. So uh, I made a game out of my favorite part of, uh, of uh, uh, the Oregon Trail. And obviously that's the hunting. That's all that anybody wants to do. So it was like you use this steam claw to like uh, catch like buffalo and rabbits that are lumbering by on the screen. It was pretty awesome. I liked that game. I had fun making that one. That was a good one. I actually came in fourth that year, which was my best place ever. And it was the first time I had tried it. So it was fun. Yes. Um, But anyway, yeah, that's all I was going to say. Steampunk, what are your thoughts? I think it's neat. Not sure I'd watch a movie or a TV show with it in it. 
But when somebody makes something kind of funny, I'm, I giggle at it. It's good times. All right, how about question three? Okay, Leonid also threw that smoke bomb so that he got to use his bitchin' steampunk goggles. Um, all right, question three. If you do play first-person shooters, what are your thoughts on smoke bombs? I love them. Mostly as an annoyance to everybody around me. I used to, I would buy, when I'd play Counter-Strike pretty regularly, I would load up on fucking smoke bombs and just throw them everywhere. It was so fun. I don't know. I don't know why I like the smoke bombs. They don't do anything. All they do is piss everyone off. So, yeah. What are your thoughts on smoke bombs in first-person shooters? I think they rule. And that's probably why I get kicked out of so many games, because I was always throwing fucking smoke bombs. I think there are even servers where they won't even let you buy a smoke bomb, or if you do, you get a kick, you know? But, uh, yeah. What are your thoughts? I think they rule. Yeah. Those are your discussion questions. Not really related to the story, because we didn't really get anything out of the story today, right? I mean, they went to some mining place, and it's not abandoned. Okay, here we go. (laughs) So we're going to see what happens next week, I guess. Uh, Let me see. Let's see how long next week's chapter is going to be. This one was not as long as I thought it was going to be to read. I think I thought there was another hundred lines in there. Let's see here. Oh boy, huh? Next week's going to be wicked short. Wicked short. Yeah. So, that's okay, though. We're going to zip right through it. We're going to have some fun. There's going to be some excitement. I'm going to be drinking something different, almost certainly. Yeah, that'll be fun. So, if you guys do want to write into the show, and if you're just to tell me that you're super frustrated with how many times I stepped in or I couldn't read the whatever, the text I was trying to read, uh, go over to jeffreadsbook.com. And right there, there's three ways to get in contact with me. You can hit me up on Twitter at Fortran Jeff. You can hit me at up on uh, Mastodon. If you go to Jeff at Rainbow-100.com, that is my Mastodon now. Do not toot at anything I might have said before, because those people are asshats. Or you can email me at Jeff at Rainbow-100.com. Well, that about wraps up today's episode. Uh, Not as long as I thought it was going to be, but that's okay. So until next time, keep on reading. 